Well, um, welcome to this um, Thanksgiving service. Welcome to those online. I'm going to be far more practical than anybody I've heard. I am thankful to start with that I still have some clothes that fit. And uh, after Thanksgiving, that's always a prayer. Uh, I'm also thankful for the holiday in general and for this service because uh, in many ways, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. It's simple, it's, it's food, it's family, and if you're willing to flout CDC guidelines, it can be friends as well, and you can uh, sort of extend that. And it's also a great reminder of a very significant but often overlooked principle or spiritual truth, and that is that gratitude leads to joy it's not the other way around. And many, many, many people, perhaps you, certainly me, need to be reminded that gratitude leads to joy. It's not that joy leads to gratitude. Joy is very elusive. If you pursue joy, <laughs> it's very hard to get your hands around. But if you stop, take inventory, and express thanks, you find joy growing. I am, uh, I am wired in such a way that it's not really stuff that uh, I think is going to make me joyful. I mean, there, I'm, I'm not, uh, this is no merit on my own, but first of all, uh, I have so much stuff already that I don't think new stuff is going to really change my life, like uh, even a new car or new clothes or anything like that. I, I sort of know that the, that will be, uh, not, that's not really going to move the joy index in my life. I'm more wired internally to think that more accomplishment will lead to joy. So when I can get more things done, when I can reach certain heights, when I can check off certain boxes, that that will be joy. And, uh, and the problem is that... Um, when I, re, when, I, when I come to see that what I've been after is about to happen, the, the, the goal line moves. When I think I will be joyful when I get X, then as X comes into my sights, I go, no, it's not actually X. It's going to be 2X, or it's going to be Y, or it's going to be Z. And so there's this, there's this sense, and this is, not, this is not a new observation, certainly not a new observation from me. This, this goes way, way back. We can go back to the Greek philosophers and their, their understanding of hedonism, this idea that, you know, what you, that certain things are going to bring pleasure, so they just said, just chase those things. Whatever those things are for you, food, wine, sex, power, whatever it is that you think is going to make you happy, just go after those things. And what they said was, actually, that doesn't work because they, their, their term was the hedonic not, not their term, but a term uh, sort of placed back on what they described as the hedonic treadmill, that, uh, that it just was never going to be never-ending. It was always going to be the carrot dangling in front of you. You were never actually going to be able to reach it even if you got it. And so uh, this is something that the, that the Greeks understood. It's certainly something that Scripture understands. And so uh, we find in the Bible this suggestion that we um, slow down, that we take inventory and we express thanks. And the Bible has built into, uh, built into the system of, 
of spiritual disciplines, this understanding that, uh, that we, should, we should offer thanks every day, that there is to be a Sabbath day in the cadence of the week in which we are gonna be particularly reflective on how we have done and what's going on and to express thanks. And that there are also to be these feast days, these festivals that uh, would be times when we would be uniquely thankful. And we would pause and we would gather with others and we would take inventory and we would express thanks. That, that being thankful is not, big point here, being thankful uh, is not something that's to be tied to our feelings. But like love, like serving, like forgiving, it's, it's a spiritual discipline that we are to practice. We are to love, we are to serve, we are to forgive, we are to be thankful. <laughs> it is a command. You are to be thankful. It's not saying that, that you're to feel thankful. It is saying you are to practice the spiritual discipline of gratitude, that we are to slow down, take inventory, and learn how to express thanks for the many blessings that we enjoy. There are people, whoever you are, if you're here today, if you're watching online, there are people who believe that if they were you, they would be thankful. Oh, if only I was still healthy enough to go to church, if only I was still rich enough that I had a TV that worked or I had a laptop. A laptop, you've got a laptop and you can watch this. Wow, are you lucky. Wow, your hearing still works. You're lucky. Wow, you don't have to work this morning. If I didn't have to work this morning, I would be joyful. There are people who believe that if they were you, they'd be joyful. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the way this works. And so the question is, how can you be you and be joyful? How can I be who I am and be joyful? So the Bible um, gives us uh, this counsel to slow down, take inventory, and give thanks. And I want to, uh, to walk you through um, Psalm 100. Um, and sort of anchor what I am saying in, in a psalm of thanksgiving. By the way, it's also worth noting, because this is 2020, and 2020 has been, you know, 2020, uh, thanksgiving was initially sort of, you know, in, in our sort of the way we tell the story, sort of gets launched by the, uh, by the, the Puritans after this horrendous uh, trip over from, uh, from England, fleeing and looking for religious liberty, and and so many of them, they, it's a miserable trip, and so many of them die, and they decide they're going to have a Thanksgiving service. It's not because things are going well, right? Read the reports; things were going poorly. But then Abraham Lincoln signs the the edict, the authorization for Thanksgiving to become um, this official holiday three months after Gettysburg, during the middle of the Civil War. So the, the, the most bloody battle in, uh, in our nation's history and all kinds of people are reeling in pain and it's at that point that he says, uh, let's officially uh, offer thanks. 
And so this is, again, this is a, a spiritual discipline because gratitude leads to joy. It's not the other way around. It's not that everything is working and then you can be joyful. It's gratitude leads to joy and being thankful is a command. Just like loving, just like serving, just like forgiving, being thankful is a spiritual habit we are to develop. So here's Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. So we're told to shout. So make a loud noise. Well, to be loud, I think uh, the King James Version says, make a joyful noise. So those of us who are not uh, gifted vocalists can just, the bar's low, just, you know, make it loud. Make a, a joyful noise. The word is joy. Interesting uh, the, that in, in Hebrew, there's so much emphasis. So in the Old Testament, there's so much emphasis on being joyful. That, that the Hebrews had more words for joy than any of their neighbors. <laughs> there's, there's all these different Hebrew terms for joy because joy was such a central part uh, of, their, of their faith. By the way, um, it, it says that we are to uh, shout with joy. Uh, please understand, this is for our benefit, not for God's. God does not need our praise. We're not propping him up. We're not offering moral support. Uh, he does not. It, our moral support is, is he, delights, he delights in our praise, but our moral support is as significant to God as the, uh, as the, the, the gifts you get from a three-year-old are significant. Do you delight in, in a, you know, a drawing from a three-year-old? Well, sure, it's wonderful, and you, you love it. If uh, your spouse gave you uh, the same kind of gift, if your boss gave you the same kind of gift, like, you know, a, a piece of paper with uh, scribbles, most of them not inside the lines, would you say, what a great gift. <laughs> like, this is just what I need. This is just what I wanted. No, not at all. I mean, it, it, God does not need our praise. God is perfect. He is complete. He lacks for nothing. Telling us to be joyful to God and to shout our praise to God is not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. It's because it's, it's what really should happen. And in the end, reality always will prevail. We can push reality off for a long time, but in the end, reality will eventually work best. And so we are told by God that we are to shout for joy. And of course, um, this is to be to the Lord. I talked about this last week, that we're not just to worship. The Bible never just tells us to worship, tells us to worship God. We're gonna worship, uh, we're supposed to worship God. So worship the Lord with gladness. Shout to joy for the Lord. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Uh, if you wondered why we sing at church, because most people don't sing anywhere else uh, anymore, uh, karaoke bars maybe, but um, if you wonder why we, we sing at church 600 times, uh, we are told to sing. It moves us and it engages us in unique ways and it can, it can make worship and joy um, more tangible. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So he reminds us that we are his. This is both 
uh, a statement that you don't own your own life, radically controversial, uh, but you don't own yourself, right? You are owned by God. That's both a, a, a statement that is to guide our thinking. It's also a promise. There's an assurance there. We are owned by God. Verse five, for the Lord our God, for the Lord is God and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So the Psalms are saturated with, uh, uh, with this counsel that we are to worship God. It's not just the Psalms. We see it in other Old Testament books, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, First Chronicles, many others. We see it in New Testament books. Uh, and if we were to do a deeper dive today, uh, we, could, we could note that uh, there's a difference technically between praise and thanksgiving, uh, that, um, that praise is more uh, thanking God or praising God for who he is, and being thankful is more thanking God, uh, worshiping God for what he has done. Uh, we could also note uh, an important distinction that we are to, we're told in 1 Thessalonians that we're to, uh, we're to uh, be thankful in all situations. That doesn't mean we're to be thankful for all situations. Some situations are bad. They're horrible. They're devastating. We're not expected to be thankful for things that are bad, horrible, and devastating. But we can be thankful in the midst of that. So we can find things, even in the dark moments, that we can be thankful for. So there, there's a lot here, of course. The, the chief principal thing that we're to be thankful for uh, is Jesus, is the gospel, is the free gift of eternal life. It's forgiveness of sins. And so we need uh, to, to always sort of reference back to that. So let me read Psalm 100 for you one more time and, and, um, and close. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord in gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. The Lord is God and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and the reminder the, the coaching that um, gratitude leads to joy. We are after joy. We are after that sense of peace, that sense of shalom, that sense of being loved. We're after that happiness. Help us to understand this very powerful, easily overlooked principle that gratitude leads to joy. It's not the other way around. Help us uh, to slow down, take inventory, and express thanks for all that you have done we do thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.